the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. And as we do every Wednesday, at least when I am in the country, we host Congressman David Schweikert, who represents the 6th District of Arizona, as well as Fiscal Sanity and Common Sense. David, old friend, dear friend, it's good to have you back. I missed you, brother. Tell me, me, where'd you travel? I'm not telling you. Because then oh, you're going to want to, like, destroy it. Because when I tell out, <laughs> it's not a place I recommend. <laughs> not a place I recommend. <laughs> oh. I, um, I'm, I'm a guy who wandered around India for months. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, it eh, okay. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> when you come host the show, you can ask. No, let me ask you a question, buddy. Nancy Pelosi, I saw her on the Sunday show. She says people going back to work is what's causing inflation. Yeah, uh, this is our speaker of the house. Oh, but it's jobs cause that. inflation. No, you've got to understand. It is this is actually much worse than the lunacy of Nancy Pelosi's economics, and we're going to come back and touch on that. But even um, Paul Krugman, New York Times, wrote an editorial basically saying, "I don't see inflation hurting poor people." Yeah, and. But but he went out of his way. Now he's he's not dumb. He he just makes crap up. Right. Um, it, housing is one of those things. So your rent goes up a lot when you're poor. Yeah. It does not show up in the inflation numbers for months and months and months because they use a lagging indicator on housing. And and any any person who went to their high school economics class and paid attention knows that these sorts of things exist. And, but it shows the left is doing everything they can to run away from the damage, the crushing they're doing to the working poor and the middle class because of inflation. Um, which, which, by the way, I read something somewhere yesterday which said I think it's hitting the lower middle class at an effect of about $250 a month. That's a lot of money. That's yeah, a lot of money. Look, we've all had our times in our lives when we're struggling, and there's some people – um, just because you know they didn't graduate high school, this, or opportunities or other things that that they're really suffering. They're, 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 they sell their labor, and we've done everything we can to crush those people. Yeah. Or at least the Democrats have. Yeah, they've opened up the border, flooding the country potentially with millions of people with similar skill sets. You know, if if you're you know uh, part of the working poor, you're typically selling your labor. Right. And now we have a couple million more people who want to do this, sell their labor. Right. But then inflation, if you're poor or you're working poor or, or middle, lower middle class or even the middle class, a lot more of your income goes to food and fuel and housing. Right. And did you see what rents did in the Phoenix area? I did. So we're in like the top couple in the entire country yep. Yep. of getting really expensive. Yep. And now look around. I hate to say this. Drive through Central Phoenix. Have you ever seen this number of homeless people? It's, and that's also a derivative 
of the fact that prices of drugs have gone way down. Yep. Drugs have gotten cheap and available yep. because the border's open. So back to Speaker Pelosi. One of the things you do to make inflation go away is, you know, you can squeeze the money out of the money supply down because inflation functionally is too many dollars chasing too few goods. Or if you're complaining about supply chains and things of that nature, do some things regulatory, tax-wise, incentive-wise, to make more goods and services available. So we've been proposing an idea of, hey, give a capital gains tax holiday for anyone that's willing to step up production right now or things of those natures. Use the incentive model to have more goods and services available as a counterbalance. Let me uh, let me let me just underscore a part of something you said, and then I want to go to another part. But let me underscore when you're talking about people selling their labor. Great, good, all for it. Glad to glad to support that economy. I do support that economy. But for those that are trying to sell their labor, their challenge is that they have to compete for the lowest price. People wanting to buy labor are obviously sure. looking to, 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 to buy labor at the lowest price they can, as anyone would. Common sense, right? Now, so you can't raise your labor prices, but you now have, on average, more to cover when you are taking something like yeah. a $250 hit a month because of inflation. I mean, it is a real double whammy here for the working poor and the working middle class. Look, um, when I was a very young man, one of the ways I tried to raise enough money to be able to go to college is I washed dishes at the old windmill dinner theater. I shoveled horse, ball, horse stalls at the old Dave Foley stables uh-huh. and I hung drywall. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a good drywall cutter crappy finisher okay um all right but in all three of those jobs it was always made very clear to me that you know david you got to work harder this that because i have half a dozen other people um some of them don't speak english but are would be perfectly happy to have your job Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that and you know and this is obviously like 1980 it's a long time ago but it, it sort of proves the point that Scarcity in labor or scarcity caused because there's so many jobs available. Mm-hmm. And we're in this weird situation right now where we have jobs available but not enough labor. But some of the scarcity of labor is because so many have dropped out of right. the labor market. Right. It's not that the number of jobs have dramatically expanded. It's the labor pool has contracted. That's right. And, and so now a lot of that contraction is actually at um, higher, you know, uh, a bit of high, higher in the quartiles. But, I mean, if economists speak for, there's a lot of really weird stuff going on right now. Um, the Atlanta Fed is modeling GDP this quarter at only 1.5%. Yeah, that's pathetic. That's starting, pathetic. That's, you know, that's literally that pathetic. That's to really yeah. scare us. Yeah, that's because pathetic. Because it shows without the... You know, steroids of all the free cash that the Democrats pumped in last year, the economy is starting to flatline. 
David, let me talk about something else for a minute with you that you had mentioned, and you were talking about drug prices going lower. You meant illegal drug prices and dangerous drug yeah, prices. Yeah, I'm not talking about legal. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just you no, know, you're fine. And 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 you you signed on to a letter with uh, I think something like a hundred or plus more of your colleagues just um, just I think this week, if I'm not mistaken, to address the fentanyl crisis. I got to tell you, I'm okay. so grateful that you did. Time was before Barack Obama. Not a month would go by without a U.S. president talking about the drug problem. This one, this president, this current one, he said nothing about it. It's gotten worse. It's gone up. 100,000 souls oh. lost. I'm glad you're talking about it, brother. But, but think about this second degree effect. Um, so you're going to get into the debate with your really liberal sister-in-law who thinks it's compassionate to open up the border. How do you get your liberal sister-in-law to understand opening up the border floods the community with drugs? The drugs ends up you know, creating addiction, and you start to see some of our zip codes, some of the census out there, we've doubled homelessness. Yep. yep. We've, we're, so we already have my economic argument that um, what's happening at the border is crushing the working poor and will for a decade. Yep. The model says it takes a decade to chew up that much labor. That's right. But think of the other misery brought in by the drugs. Yep. And the homelessness caused by the drugs yep. and the addiction caused by that. Yep. But also, how about the property crime? Yeah, I so was just going to say, and that, never mind the crime very, aspect. You bet. You bet. You know, I mean, in the next voice, they're going to say, well, and I can't believe people are stealing our stuff, yep. are breaking into our cars. You don't. It's a unified theory. Yep. You make one horrible policy decision of to open up the border, the Democrats did, and the societal cascade of bad things that have happened. And that's what I'm trying to get conservatives to understand. Think bigger on the misery index. Yes. That these policies are bringing. I'm so glad you're talking that way because that's the way I like to think too, David. And I think it is a much more holistic approach, not only in understanding the crisis and dealing with it, but as you point out well, in in explaining it and and um, and getting buy-in from those who uh, otherwise are inclined to say borders don't mean that much. Well, well, but yeah, like the example I was giving you, that liberal sister-in-law yeah. who wants to debate, yeah. all of a sudden is going to have to at least stop and think, saying. Yeah. You bet. Homelessness. You bet. Addiction. You bet. Crime. You bet. You bet. And they they somehow think they're being compassionate over here, but they've never been challenged with all the other bad things that come with That's exactly those bad right. policies. I, the, I am so glad you're talking about it, David. So glad, and really glad to be back in touch with you, sir. Thank you. Um, thank you for. Uh, Thank you for joining us today, as you do every Wednesday. Representative David Schweikert, bless you and Godspeed, sir. Thank you so kindly. You betcha. We'll talk soon. I'm Seth Liebson. We will be right back. Good music, brother. Nicely done, Chris. Thank you. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you live from the Guns Etc. studios. Nathan, you've been very patient. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you, Seth. I uh, just wanted to say that it's always an honor to talk to you, and uh since it's my first time this year, I do have a compliment that I want to give to you, if that's okay. Um, I just wanted to tell you that when I listen to your show, the way you express yourself is so thoughtful and articulate and educated that it actually makes me want to try to be more like you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Nathan, do your family and friends a favor. Don't stress. <laughs> Stay the way you are, brother. Stay the way you right, are. Don't go changing. I, I, yeah. I, I do All God's children though. have their work to do, sir. 
That's well, right. So I just, um, I, I, uh, I just, I just, I just work hard at, at doing this. Uh, and uh, yep. you, yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's, that's funny. You're kind. That's a nice thing to say. Yeah. But you, you, <laughs> you're welcome. I'll just say thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I, I wanted to tell you, I got fired up when I was listening earlier uh, when you were talking about public education. And the quote I always think of is um, William Ross Wallace, the, the one where he says, the hand that rocks the cradle is the one that uh, rules the world. Okay. And um, I wanted to tell you, you know, this really hit home with me in the last couple of years because my son is in high school. And a few years ago, he was writing a research paper. And he wasn't allowed to use Fox News as an approved uh, resource um, source. This is and in a public school, right? Y- yes. Okay. Um, I won't name the one. Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to ask you to, but just to get a sense. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but but when I said, really, and I, I looked at the list, you could guess the other ones that were allowed resource yeah. sources. He was allowed to use CNN, yeah. MSNBC, yeah. all the major networks, but he wasn't allowed to use Fox News, which I thought, you know, was pretty telling. Yeah. But the other thing is, is um, my wife is a teacher. Okay. And, you know, she can't, and we're both, I would say, social moderates and fiscal conservatives. Okay. And, but she can't express her views at, at her teacher parties or, the, you know, the, the faculty get-togethers, sure. anything like that, sure. because she'd be ostracized if she did. Right. And it's the same thing with my son in school. Yeah. You know, his teachers frequently will just openly espouse liberal viewpoints and will shoot down students that try to argue with them, so he just doesn't even try. Right. It's as and if I think they're there's a— programmed. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, that's it. I just, I just think that it's, it's pretty overwhelming and obvious what's going on there. It, it, it is overwhelmingly obvious to you and to people who are in tune with this debate and argument. My biggest concern, maybe I've, maybe I've said this too many times. I don't know. I'll say it again, though. My biggest concern is the people this isn't obvious to, who aren't necessarily political. You know, who don't necessarily think in political terms about education or really then maybe not at all until every other October, maybe, you know, and, and, and but this is how it does work. It's as if it's almost not as if it's it's as it's as we live in a society where there is a party, capital P, that is established, conventional, respected and the norm. It is the norm. And then there's this other thing called conservatives and Republicans who we kind of tolerate because we're not, you know, violent people. But they don't have any view or say so in this culture. It's worse than being treated as the permanent away team. It's just that we're not we're not we're not on the same level of the enlightened. They truly think that way. They truly think we're unenlightened, and because of – by dint of the effort of the culture for the past 15 to 20 years, they think our views come from a position of racism. Look at how freely Justin Trudeau can call these peaceful truckers racist. You can call them a lot of things. Call them uh, civil disobedience. Call them you know, uh, people who are opposed to the public. I mean there's th- – racist is not what they are. It, we have come to a society where everything – that isn't liberal or Democratic Party is slapped with the label racist. And once you can do that, you can say, well, yeah, so we're not going to have you bringing in racist news reports. 
or well, news reports uh, or news uh, news sources that are outside the mainstream. CNN is mainstream to them. It's more it's more biased than Fox News, at least during the day part. But to them, that's mainstream because it is their point of view, which they have done a very good job of solidifying and concretizing and reifying as the only legitimate point of view. You had an ASU student, Ray Lee Klein, her name was. You had an ASU student who about a year ago, she was at the Broadcasting School of Journalism. She was the editor. She was the, the uh, producer of the radio show, and she was fired for linking to a New York Post article. That's a paper Alexander Hamilton oh. founded. She was fired. Fired as a student from her job at the radio station at ASU for linking to a New York Post piece. If it were the Washington Post, she would have kept her job. But because it was the New York Post, she lost her job. And that's how they do it to you, Nathan. That's how they ostracize you, and that's how they send the message. Your point of view is not welcome here. If you want to be here, then you zip it. And that's the problem for teachers, the problem for children is generations long because that's what your children are getting. In no way, yeah. in no way is this anything like what we would think of as public education. No, I, I totally agree. It's indoctrination. And, you know, I was, the word is indoctrination. Yep, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, I was looking at the um, recent quote from Representative uh, Lee Snodgrass from Wisconsin, okay. where she said if, if parents want to have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school out of their family budget. I, I just think that that's amazing. So it's basically saying, hey, you know, if if you don't want our opinion, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah. I, I mean, this you, you, you see what used to be called the slow march through the institutions. And I don't think that phrase exists anymore because they have marched through these institutions. Um, conservatives uh, were quite um, content to think that um, that their children, once they graduated into the real world, would normalize and be uh, unaffected by all those years of liberal bias. What happened was, unchecked, the liberal bias became left-wing bias. Unchecked, the left-wing bias became left-wing default pedagogy and indoctrination. And whoa, lo and behold, these kids do graduate. They do go in the real world. They get jobs in the new economy, which happens to be technology and social media in places with names like Facebook and Twitter. And you wonder, how are we in some kind of cancellation society when it comes to speaking about political issues where only one side can talk? How did that happen? It's because that real world was no match, no match to education based on hardened ideology. No match for it, David. Nathan, sorry. Absolutely right. Yeah, no match for it. That's why when we look at what's going on in San Francisco, take 30 seconds to cheer it, but not more. 30 seconds, and now go about doing it in the rest of the country, and not just because the schools were closed, which is what San Francisco was about, but for what's going on inside those schools. It's not about the personnel. It's not about the personnel. It's about the policies and the thinking. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, coming to you live from the Guns Etc. studios and brought to you in part by the Midas Gold Group. What if I told you the same people who are managing our immigration policy and our border, COVID, all our other policies that you're looking out right now and scratching your head are the same people managing our dollar? 
Their reckless spending and dollar printing is likely to end in the same financial chaos that threatens both your savings and traditional investments, just as the efforts and management of the other important policies are. Protect yourself and your assets with a call to Midas Gold Group. The experts at Midas understand how gold and silver can add profitability and protection to your finances. You won't get pushy salespeople at Midas. They'll help you make an informed decision about precious metals and how they might fit into your portfolio. You can schedule a free, no-obligation consultation with Midas Gold Group by calling them at 480-360-3000 or find them online at MidasGoldGroup.com. Veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. There's Tina in Star Valley. Hi, Tina. You have snow up in Star Valley? <laughs> Yeah, we do. We do. It's been really freezing cold and lots of lots of moisture, so we're happy. Oh, okay. okay. Um, you have great callers today, and also David Schweiker. David Schweiker is what a treasure, that yeah. gentleman. Um, you know, when he talks about, um, I can't remember the phrase used, but I would call it the big picture. Uh huh. You know, where all of these things are are connected. Yeah. It makes me think of one of my favorite poems, and there's just one little snippet. Yeah. Uh, it's by a gentleman named Francis Thompson. Okay. All things by immortal power, near or far, to each other linked are, that thou canst not stir a flower without the troubling of a star. Oh, 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 that's beautiful. Will you, yeah. will you uh, send it to me? I, I like that a lot. That's like the butterfly flapping its wings theory, right? Chaos theory a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And he is right. He is right. All of the, I've, You know, I've always had this, I don't know whether it's a blessing or a curse, but seeing how things are linked. Yeah. You know, when you have the, you know, the, the border and the fentanyl problem and the homeless problem, you know, and then when Nathan called in about his son and his wife, oh, my goodness, I'm just, it breaks my heart because luckily up here, in the patient area, we have quite a conservative um, school system, yeah. and, and there are people who are are to the left, but everybody pretty much gets along. But it's it's a lot of conservatives uh, amongst our teachers and, of course, parents. Well, you're fortunate, um, and that's a rare thing. Hold on to it, nurture it, and uh, protect it. Let me say something about are. your point about looking at the whole picture, the big picture, as you put it. You know, this used to be what conservatives were really good at. Uh, if you go back and read um, uh, Barry Goldwater's Conscience of a Conservative, it's amazing how relevant it is to our times, though it was written in 1960-61. It's amazing how relevant it is to our times. And his whole opening is about conservatives looking at the whole picture, the whole man, the whole man, and not just yes. as the liberals looked. He called them liberals. We could call them leftists today. But – um, as he said, the liberals looked at just the stomach, you know, and and I think and I think it's really important. Right. Appetite. I think it's really important that congressmen like David Schweikert are also nurtured and protected because I, I, I will confess a, a slight uh, deficit on my part, at least with this regard to the radio show. I don't spend as much time on the deficit as some people do or as some people say we should and 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 most conservatives don't david does david does he has owned that space in our conservative fabric and i'm glad he has and one of the reasons he does it is what you put 
what what you put your your ear and eye on, Tina, is he sees how it affects so many of the other things we're trying to deal with. Yeah, it's it's the total ripple effect, and uh, you know, I uh, I just uh, I was so glad to hear him describe it in that fashion. Yep. Yep. Immediately made me run, look up the poem, make sure I had it right, because it was it, it is they are linked by a mortal power. Well, yes. And, you know, you move something here, and it does cause a ripple over here. And I thought what he Um, said about the drug problem was really good, too. You don't hear a lot of politicians talk about it. Let me say two serious things to underscore it. One, I know I'm right. Presidents used to talk about the drug problem in this country all the time. It's gotten worse. They've talked about it less. There might be a relationship there. One. Two, you want to get it most, most social problems we have in this country. I don't care whether it's education. I don't care whether it's crime. I don't care whether it's welfare. I don't care whether it's spousal abuse. You want to look at most social problems in this country? Look at the drug problem. Look at what that fuels. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Parts of the show brought to you by our friends at Balance of Nature, the best whole food supplement I know, the best supplement I've ever taken. I've been taking it for few years now and uh, up until then and whenever the seasons would change I'd get a little sick it just hasn't happened since I've been taking the powerful fruits and veggies that uh, are given to you by balance of nature good potent stuff all vine ripened produce third party tested for bacteria pesticides heavy metals you hear them advertise on conservative shows and channels because they aren't into cancel culture they aren't into censorship and they support our right to communicate, which means they support our right to think. Balanceofnature.com. If you're thinking about getting a whole food supplement or any kind of vitamin or vegetable or nutrient supplement, take a look at Balance of Nature. Balanceofnature.com. Go for the company that supports you. Make sure you use discount code BALANCE to get the best deal possible. Balanceofnature.com. Discount code BALANCE. Um, I wanted to follow up on a couple of things that were said on this show. Before I do it, by the callers, before I do that, someone just passed this on to me. Um, (laughs) When's the last time you heard from her? Could anyone even recognize the United States Secretary of Education? I mean, Betsy DeVos was in the news all the time under Donald Trump because they hated her. This one, um, his name is Miguel Cardona. And if, if if you know, we had this game. I don't. It was it was a game when I was in middle school. Uh, it was kind of a neat thing that the um, that the uh, the uh, whoever was in charge of the middle school. I'm, I'm blanking on it on on his na- on on his title, but um, but he would put up once a week a series of pictures cut out from Newsweek and Time, and anyone could who could identify the most number of faces by name uh, would win a prize. And uh, it was kind of fun. Uh, if if he were or if anyone were to put up the picture of the secretary of education, uh, no one would get it. No, no one knows what this guy looks like. Um, no one hears anything from him. And isn't that kind of interesting when you think about how much schools are part of the national conversation, how much schools are part of the debate, whether it has to do with uh, stuff that's being taught in the schools whether it has to do with critical race theory, whether it has to do with <clears throat> mandates and closures and uh, mitigation efforts. Kind of interesting, isn't it? But then again, 
When's the last time in a crisis of supply chain and uh, transportation you saw our transportation secretary? When's the last time you saw Secretary uh, Buttigieg, a.k.a. Mayor Pete, anywhere out there? For that matter, when's the last time you saw the vice president out there talking about any of the big things that are in her portfolio? Now, of course, her face would be much more recognizable and perhaps Buttigieg's as well. But where have they been? Where they been? It is it is still true, unless a memo came out that I didn't see that uh, that that Kamala Harris's brief does contain the border crisis, and it is equally true that nothing has changed with it. The coverage may have moved on because that's what we do in this country: we focus on something and then we move on to the next thing. But that has not subsided. the The border crisis has not subsided, and especially during this season. If anything, it's gotten worse, and it will get worse through lack of attention, lack of attention. Something tells me that that's actually what the administration wants. Less attention, the better. For all this stuff about openness, for all this stuff about communicating not just to but with the American people, and what happened to Joe Biden's promise from two months ago about going to uh, traveling uh, throughout the rest of the country to uh, to get a better sense of what's on the minds of the American people? Where has he traveled to that you have heard or seen from? And when is the last time you heard him take a question at any of over any of these speeches he's given? And he's given about one a week, if not maybe more, but at least one a week that I've noticed on the impending Russia-Ukraine crisis. Let me say impending in quotes, because we were told today was the day of the invasion. That's what we were told. The invasion hasn't happened. And um, there's an argument uh, being made that it may not at all happen. It may not at all happen. Let's just hope that that actually is the case. Uh, let's actually hope that sane minds are prevailing here. But does it sometimes seem a little bit by the rhetoric you do get from the unquestioned Joe Biden? that this is a fait accompli and that concessions have already been made. Think about that for a moment. Think about the concessions that have already been made. Evacuations, moving of the embassy, um, promises and guarantees to the uh, Russian Federation, to the uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia that he is not given in turn to us. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole envelope of problems that go to what I was talking about with one of the callers just a few minutes ago. I think it was uh, I think it was Doug when we were talking about leadership. Does there seem to be a leadership vacuum? Now I know that's a double-edged sword. That's a double-edged sword because if you oppose the policies of this administration, of course you want that leadership to be a little bit more feckless. But when it comes to things that are important to you as an individual, as an American, whether it's about your paycheck and about the cost of gas, whether it's about getting the supplies you need to continue your business and to grow, never, never mind just maintain the existence of it, or when it comes to the policies having to do with COVID, why are the kids still the ones taking it in the shorts the most? So let me go back to the education uh, secretary for just a moment. He tweeted, he tweeted on Monday this. Today's love teaching theme is where we are challenged to tell a six-word story that describes why you love teaching. Mine is the smile on a student's face. 
get just six words all right, the smile on a student's face. And you read that, and you know you're in the presence of someone who is lying to you. You are He is lying to you one way or the other. When's the last time you saw a picture from a school anywhere in this country where a child's smile was visible? And it's not because they're all crying. It's because they're all masked. It's because they're all still masked. Virginia's doing something about it. The governor in Virginia today signed legislation. Youngkin, good for him. He signed legislation banning school mask mandates in Virginia. Now, we tried to do that here, and uh, God loved the legislature and the governor for, for that attempt to do it. The Arizona Supreme Court struck it down, but it can be constitutional. They struck it down because of something we have called a single rule uh, a, 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 a single rule law, which doesn't allow you to, um, to, to, to log rule, to put a lot of legislation, more than one issue uh, uh, in a piece of legislation into a bill. You can't have more than one issue in, dealt with in a bill in the Arizona court, in the Arizona legislature to, to, to pass constitutional muster. So the legislature can go back and redo this and the governor can resign it. And God, please, it should be held constitutional. If so, they should be doing that. But the notion that the Secretary of Education is telling you his favorite six words to explain why he loves teaching is the smile on a student's face, it's a lie. It's a lie. Either that or he hates the teaching profession. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, brought to you live from the Guns Etc. Studios. Delightfully so. Our phone number is 602 508 0960. I said conversation, but you called on a more pressing matter. I wanted to go right to follow up on. <laughs> yeah, well, one yes, of them was actually, by one the of our way, guests. love that last Brett Johnson's comment. I always about, have uh, such uh, wonderful his, guests. Uh, oh, thank, so you, informative. His, uh, thank you. Thank his, uh, discussion yeah. with us um, about the, uh, redistricting. The thing I was thinking, remember and, yesterday uh, I was race, talking about yeah, Reagan and his strategy to Russia or the Soviet Union at that time. Because a racial how for the 40 years prior, only gave the, one the, district the pointy heads, the seven, establishment, right, the, the highly seven, educated, the PhDs uh, to, and the rich acolytes. I mean, the they, they looked and they had a strategy of mutually assured destruction. Right. Blacks in now, Alabama. Um, my it, whole it point should to that be surprising was that we should not look, look to them to the 14th um, for the answers. And I was going to relate that to today in terms of the Republican strategy to win it because the very thing people in the Republican Party said that. Uh, you know, uh, the era of Reagan is over as soon as And they, and they, they ushered in 40 years of capitulation. And so, but the same point reigns. Here's, here's what Reagan that, did. Think of the, and of too many people think it was the military. Think of what's One of the first acts Reagan did totally changed the perspective very much like Donald Trump changed perspective. In January 1981, one of the very first acts he did was to deregulate gas production. The 14th Amendment, Section 2, representatives shall be apportioned among the several states according to their respective numbers. Because 90% of the Soviet Union's liquid Says was oil. Right. He persons. bled them white. Now, right. for those and, of us that are And then he coupled that with the military arms buildup, and the, you have the Soviet Union was stretched all over the world, predictor of half the world being communist or, or dictatorship else. under their rule. We are, when we leadership. say that, we are, and we are being called the racists. an interesting and then he hit it's them an interesting twist and turn of fate. It's an interesting twist and turn of language. It's an interesting twist and turn of thought. And those who think race shouldn't plunge their 
revenue is dried up or determine they behavior. Have those who have the believe revenue. that How are the racists. That's, that's Again, the Democrats, what the Democrats for as did many was, years, as he shut down our oil been called racist. He shut down the production almost way. 40% in the Can United States, I believe, I heard. I hope anywhere. But it's in this grand conspiracy of, of Republicans to so isolate that we depend and keep on a, uh, black voters from voting in what's known as voter then suppression, he, which he said to be doing all the, the time. Has anyone ever of the Russia to Germany any evidence and Europe or any so Republican saying anything like that? Right. We just go and along with these things. That's what I don't like. Something is just said, and it's accepted. Republicans are engaged in black Yeah, no, listen, a short segment. Your point is well taken, and let me put it into a Start interest on that. Might. From one Republican, if you want to confront powers it or superpowers, such a grand and opponents or enemies, is the United States is only one way to do it. It's abundant. If America is strong, it's the opposite. If America is strong, and it doesn't just mean militarily, but it does mean militarily, but economically, and with a president who's forceful, a leader who actually embraces and embodies the notion of the word leader. You can't do it when America's weak. And when Joe Biden has been weakening in America and represents as himself an enfeebled president, well, if you're Vladimir Putin, you take the measure of a man. They took, as you say, the measure of Ronald Reagan. It was everything you said, the deregulation. It was Patco. It was everything you said. Everything you said. It was a strong leader in a strong country. And that's how we won. You're not going to do it with a weak leader and a weak Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.